You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we have a really interesting topic. It's called geofencing. I know, super technical, but it's really cool. And even if you're not interested in implementing what I call, what what is called, I should say, geofencing, you're going to want to listen to this episode to see if you can creatively use this tactic in your small business, because I think it's really cool. It's up and coming. Plus, it's always good to know what your options are in online marketing. So today, Justin Croxton with Propellant Media has been kind enough to tell us all about geofencing, what it means, what it does, and how it can benefit your business. But before we hop into that interview, I did want to mention something really exciting that's happening here at trafficandleads.com. I will be hosting, I know you guys are all familiar with the click technique, but starting on Monday, April 23rd, 2018, I will be hosting a one week challenge. It's five days long. And if you are a coach or a consultant or a business owner, I want your ears to perk up a bit. I want you to go to trafficandleads.com slash challenge. You can also go to trafficandleadspodcast.com slash challenge, whatever you remember, right? Both of them will point you to a landing page where you can get in on this five-day challenge. Now, let me tell you what the challenge is. So this is specifically for those of you who are coaches, consultants, or business owners who sell high-ticket items. And basically, those high-ticket items come through a consultation call, and you want more of those. You want more hot leads. And I know you guys know how important funnels are and how if you set up an automated funnel in your business, it can change everything. It can produce endless traffic and leads for you. Well, here at trafficandleads.com, one of our specialties is working with coaches and consultants. And we have created an amazing strategy an amazing funnel that you that that we help consultants implement to generate more traffic and leads. It's a very simple funnel and during these 5 days, just 5 days at the end of the 5 days, you will have a high ticket sales funnel built. So make sure you go join us at trafficandleads.com/challenge. What am I doing on each of the days? Day 1, I'm going to explain to you what this funnel is, what it looks like, the exact steps that you need to take to implement this funnel. Day two is what the landing page is going to look like. We're going to develop it together. I'm going to show you the examples and you guys are going to have a ready-made with copy everything that you need to create a landing page to make this power funnel work for high ticket sales. Day three is what is the irresistible offer. This all goes back to the click technique, people. But this is an exact strategy. I will give you examples of irresistible offers that you guys are welcome to copy. Day four, of course, is email automation. It's the Cultivate Day where I will give you my personal email templates that we give, that we implement for my coaching and consulting clients. And day five, which I feel is the most powerful day of all, which is the Facebook ads that we run, what they look like, who the audiences are, and how you should implement them. So 
This is a very powerful challenge, and I hope that you guys can join us on April 23rd. There will be a private Facebook group for just this challenge where I will go and delete it when the challenge is over. So definitely you're going to want to get on board April 23rd. That's what day this podcast airs. So even if you're listening to it later in the week, make sure you go there. Um, I'll be deleting the page probably uh, definitely within a week after the challenge is over. So you're going to want to get in there today. So five-day crash course. I tell you how to create this high ticket funnel for your high ticket sales. By the end of the week, you guys will be automated and generating traffic and leads for your business at the end of it. So join me, join me, join me. All right. One more quick commercial. My name is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com. If you need any help with Facebook marketing, pay-per-click, SEO, uh, landing pages, email marketing, all of that online marketing stuff, I have a team of 10 people. I have the very best in the industry. So reach out to us today because we can help you with all of your online marketing needs. So there you have it, folks. That is my introduction today. Let's listen in to Justin about geofencing. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Lindsay? Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So today we have a super excited... Well, first of all, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what your agency does? Sure. So Propellant Media is the name of our agency. It's Propellant.media. We are an ad agency based out of the West Midtown part of Atlanta, Georgia. We focus primarily on geofencing for many of our clients, but we, we do a number of different things. We do AdWords, search engine optimization, pay-per-click advertising, Facebook advertising. The geofencing is what we lead with and position ourselves as an agency because it's unique, it's different, it's what a lot of people are asking for, um, and it adds a really nice marketing mix for those people that are trying to do something that's a little bit more granular and targeted than some of the general you know, display advertising platforms that exist out there in the market. So yeah, you know, we've been around for three and a half years. I mean, it took us a little bit of time to think through exactly um, you know, whether we should focus more on geofencing, but I'd say that in, in, in the first parts of our business, we, I'd say for every 10 people that were reaching out to us, nine of them would be asking about geofencing. And so it said to us, okay, we need to just go ahead and reposition a little bit as the geofencing agency. And that's essentially how we, how we got here today. Wow. That's really cool. Well, I think we should start at the beginning, which is tell the audience what the heck is geofencing? <laughs> so in a nutshell, this is how I like to describe it. Geofencing uh, gives people the ability to serve ads to individuals based on the physical places that they go. And with geofencing, you can target people in very precise areas. I'm talking about people that go into buildings, events, parks, individual locations, conventions, trade shows, conference centers, instead of targeting people at the level of a state or a city or a zip code, now you can target people in very, very small, dense areas. And we can build a geofence all the way around the contours of a building. And so the way it works is let's say that I'm, I like to use the stylized example of a car dealership. Car dealerships typically like to target people that are in the market looking for a car. And so a lot of times our, our car dealership clients will geofence their competitors. 
So part of what we'll do within our platform is we'll build digital geofences around all the different competitors or car dealerships for our client. And when somebody walks inside of that geofence, we've now captured the mobile device ID to their smartphone device. And from that point, up for up to 30 days, we have the ability to serve ads to them through two different ways. The first is through mobile apps. So you think about like Angry Birds, Words with Friends, the Weather Channel, uh, weather.com, all those different apps. We can serve ads on those individual apps. We have access to well over 600,000 apps on the App Store through Android and iOS. And then also we can serve ads through mobile um, websites that accepts advertising. So those are the two ways in which we can serve ads to many of our clients. Um, And so the really neat thing about it is that with geofencing, it's less about which app the person goes on. I mean, yeah, that can matter maybe over time if one app isn't performing well, but it's really about the audience and where they're going. So if I know that the people that went to this one car dealership is someone in the market looking to buy a car, then I can follow them around wherever they go, period. And I can follow them around for up to 30 days, both while they're at the dealership as well as for up to 30 days after they leave the dealership. And so you just think about all the different practical uses, use examples of geofencing. Um, it really does add as a nice marketing mix uh, to um, to one's advertising strategy. So is it only, so is it, to, it is just through the apps and websites they visit, right? So we're yeah. not talking like general Facebook ads that you're used to seeing or general PPC ads that you're used to seeing. This is all through apps and websites. That That, that, that is correct. And so um, that is 100% correct. So it's not, so the geofencing does not connect to like Facebook, for example, and Instagram and Google. Those are some really, really big, companies that don't give access to anybody, but Mm -hmm. we have access to well over 20 to 25 different ad exchanges. And so that gives us the ability to serve ads through all these different apps, all these different websites that are out there. That's really, really cool. Okay. So car dealerships, that makes a lot of sense. Can you give us some other niches that this might work in? Absolutely. Let's say you're a retailer or a franchise and you want to drive more traffic to your to your business and you may decide that there are some other maybe you want to, you know, geofence a mall or you are a boutique retail women's clothing store and you know all your other competitors that are nearby and you want to build individual geofences around their locations and maybe you have a special offer like $5 off if you come into our store in the next 20 days or something like that. Um, That's another example. Um, If you really want me to get into the granular details, let's say you're a personal injury lawyer. And you want to geofence uh, hospitals or ER centers because you know someone. Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's that's. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We have certain clients that does that that wants to yeah. you know target ER sure. centers. And what and what I tell people is look at geofencing is less of it being intrusive and more, uh, you know, someone being able to target you um, because you happen to be in a particular location. Like in my mind, it's not as that much different uh, conceptually than someone that wants to target someone at the zip code level or at the state level. In this case, you're just able to get down to an individual building type targeting. Now, there are certain laws that will prevent folks from doing certain levels of targeting. Like, for example, uh, they have what's called COPA laws where you cannot target elementary schools and middle schools because there's a lot of children in those areas and the kids are under the age of 13. 
or like with HIPAA laws where you cannot target like cancer centers or abortion centers and things like that. But aside from that, I mean, it's pretty much fair game. Um, and really, it's not as intrusive as beacon technology where you're sending a push notification to someone's mm-hmm. you know, phone. That's like, I mean, that's annoying. I'm not expecting to receive a push notification. I want to do what I want to do on my terms. So if I go to an app and I see your ad and it's compelling enough, then I choose to click on that ad or I don't. Or I see that ad and it impacted me in a way where I was subliminally starting to think about your brand in some way. And then I reached out to you either through the app um, or through that ad rather, or through some other way where I may have done a search for you in Google or some other platform. Uh, So there's a lot of different uses of geofencing. It's just trying to think a little more strategically on where your customers hang out and how you can get to them in a more um, efficient way than some of the other platforms that might be out there. Interesting. So just so I understand it, because when you're talking about push notifications, it's like literally I'm walking by a coffee shop and I get a push notification, 25% off, you're walking by type of thing. But um, when it comes to geofencing, is it more of a like a a bigger strategy where I know they were in this car dealership, so Mm -hmm. they must be looking for a car. So for the next 30 days, I'll just like be showing them ads on these websites and in these apps to yep. hopefully get them to come in. Not, yes. not that you're looking for, for an action right this second. Right. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So it's, it's a little more passive, um, but, mm-hmm. still, but still you're targeting people based on their intent. So you're targeting those car shoppers based on their intent. They showed you and they, they, they told you that, hey, I am in the market looking for a car. Or this person got into an accident and they said, you know what, I could need a car accident attorney. You know, I need to reach out to this person because I just saw their ad. Um, or, you know, it's a hospital and a medical system. And it's a, let's say it's an orthopedic medical system. And they know that they want to target um, people that, you know, that might have gotten hurt on the field or in a sports related injury. And so they, you know, geofence individual, you know, sports fields or, you know, football stadiums or whatever that is, right? So there's a lot of different ways you can think about it. It's just about trying to think strategically where your customers hang out and being able to micro-target them um, from that stage for up to 30 days. That makes sense. So can you, how, how effective is it like compared to regular, like a PPC or a Facebook ads? Um, you obviously know all about that stuff too. Is this more effective for your clients? You know, I, I won't say that it's more or less effective. Um, I won't think, I don't think it's, that's the right way I would personally characterize it because it really does. I really do consider it to be part of the marketing mix um, for what a company may be doing. I have seen that it's been incredibly effective. So in one case, part of what we've done in the past is we also have the ability to measure foot traffic back to a client's storefront. Whereas some of those other platforms, you cannot do that. So the cool thing with geofencing, for example, is we can actually go into a platform. You can literally go into a platform and say, all right, we know that we want to target these other, let's say, car dealerships, but we also want to build what's called another quote-unquote conversion zone or geofence around our own client's location. And we can measure the number of times in which people went to those other car dealerships, but then ultimately came back to our client's car dealership. With those other platforms with like, you know, Google AdWords and, and, um, and Facebook, you can't do that 
Um, you can maybe do a little bit of it in Facebook, but not really. Um, whereas with, mm-hmm. with us, you can. So the reason why I'm a little squirrely or I don't feel as comfortable saying you are a little squirrely. Yeah, a, little, a little squirrely <laughs> with you know, trying to say whether you can or can't, whether one is better than the other. But there is an argument to be made that you are achieving way more ad efficiencies with geofencing because you're getting right down to the person that you intend to reach. Whereas I, the thing that I love about Google AdWords is when that person is searching, you know, you have the ability mm-hmm. to show up. Or with Facebook, you can target them based on specific demographic profiles and then, you know, set up some type of, um, you know, custom conversions and then have the system really go after those same types of individuals. That part is nice. But if you have a company, if you're someone that really wants to measure, um, you know, foot traffic, geofencing is definitely where it's at. If you want to get down to an individual building or like five or 10 or 20 or 40 buildings, but you know that those are locations or events where your ideal audience is going to be, that's one way to do it. So it's kind of like, like with billboard advertising with radio, those can be very expensive, but they can still be effective. Um, you, you, mm-hmm. you, you just want to look at the overall marketing mix. Like everyone's going to, this person's going to get hit in so many different ways how can geofencing add help add to that marketing mix? And the good thing with us is that you can definitely measure that both online and offline, so you can see what the true ROI is for your ad spend. Because that's all that matters at the end of the day. I mean, if I if I can't measure it, then I'm not going to feel as confident in making a larger investment in that space or in that area. That makes sense. Wow. Okay. So I want to. You have a lot of case studies. So just for people who are listening, propellant.media, you can go see all these amazing case studies. I want to ask you a little bit about like the orthodontist, right? So are you targeting other orthodontist offices? And if they're in another orthodontist office, are they not already getting the work done that they need? Or what What, what was your strategy for like an orthodontist? Great question. So we had an orthodontal practice that actually does, they're like the kings when it comes to uh, dental implants. And so there's a lot of other places that are not, but they still happen to go to those other dental practices or those other orthodontal practices. And also this one client, I believe they had the lowest cost for, for orthodontal, for, um, for, for dental implants. And that's what they specialized in. So their thinking was, okay, well, if we can just geofence our other locations and other, other dental practices, then as people are thinking about, needing or wanting to get, you know, you know, an actual dental implant, they'll say, Oh, this is interesting. These guys are actually really, really low cost. I can, you know, pay 2000 versus 4,000. Yeah. Let me give these guys a call and see what they're all about. Um, and so, you know, for those types of situations where the average customer value can be relatively high, geofencing can be really, 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 really good. Um, particularly for like an orthodontal practice or an attorney, or a car dealership, or someone more along those lines, um, and and so and that was an, a, a specific example where for the orthodontal practice, it is correct that a lot of times people have already or are in the process of getting some work done. Yeah. But for this one, for for this one uh, orthodontal practice, they felt like that that strategy would work, and it kind of it kind of did for them because they were getting work. At, so you were sorry. Let me just rephrase. So I get that you were probably geofencing dentists because dentist was probably referring to orthodontic practices. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you were also geofencing other orthodontists in the area? Yes. Yep. Yep. We also ended up doing more orthodontal practices. Now I'll I'll admit 
that from our reporting, we can actually tell which which geofences translated into foot traffic and conversions for the client. And we did notice that the dental practices did in fact translate into more into um, more conversions than the mm-hmm. orthodontal practices. But we still saw a few conversions with the other orthodontal practices. And you never know. Some people, they go to orthodontal practice and they realize, oh, this isn't going to work. Let me do some more shopping around. Let me see who else may be out there. And then, you know, you just kind of go from there. So it just depends. But I will say that most of the conversions, I believe, for that particular situation was dental practices versus orthodontal practices. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. And so, and same with like restaurants. So were you geofencing similar restaurants in the area? Yeah. So we were, we, we try to think about who's that similar uh, client profile. Um, so it was a, um, I believe for this one client, they were a tapas restaurant. So sort of that millennial, that person that, you know, really likes to be social, kind of get out there, but also likes like, you know, a certain type of cuisine. And we thought through what are the other restaurants that fits that same demographic profile and particularly the ones that are close by, like mm-hmm. you really want to go after those folks that were within a one to two mile radius max. I and mean, when you start going like four or five, it's a little more difficult so starting off there and then having like a special coupon or something that really draws them into this particular restaurant. And th- that campaign did really, 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 really well. Um, because, you know, I think in most cases, you know, the idea is you're dealing with so much, <laughs> you know, so much competition. You know, there's so many restaurants that's out there. You just want to let people know that you exist. Yeah. You're actually there in the mix. Um, and if you do that, then at the very least, you're giving yourself a shot. And a lot of folks... They'll think about, you know, display advertising and geofencing. They'll say, oh, this isn't like pay-per-click advertising where, you know, someone's actively searching for you. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, But, you know, the same can also be said with billboard advertising. Facebook ads, like everything besides PPC. Yeah, yeah, everything besides. Everything is is disruptive. You know, you're putting yourself in front of those people. Um, and trying to give yourself, give them a reason to reach out to you or to think about you when they do, when they are hungry or they want a lunch special or they're looking for catering or things of that nature. Um, and again, the difference here is that you're getting more efficiencies in your ad spend. You're not targeting a whole swath of people that you don't intend to reach in the beginning. It's the same thing with Facebook. The great thing with Facebook is you can get down to that individual that's between the ages of 25 and 45 that loves Mexican cuisine that lives within a one mile radius of this area. And then they can also share your, share your coupon with other people. Same, same concept. It's just that with geofencing, you're getting down to just the individual building that people are walking in and then serving as to just those individuals. We've also had certain clients that wanted to do it in a reverse. They kind of wanted to geofence their own location but do more of like a customer loyalty program mm-hmm. and serve ads to those individuals through upsell opportunities just to keep reminding them about the reminding them about the restaurant because you may go to that restaurant and you'll leave and like two weeks later you're like man I'm hungry I want to go somewhere else but you know where should I go oh I just happened to see this little, little coupon um, from from um, from this one restaurant that I just went to two weeks ago let me let's go back there let's have a, have another meal there. And so that's, you know, that's sort of the way to sort of think about the strategies that you can implement uh, from a geofencing standpoint. That makes sense. So let's talk a little bit more about 
the technical piece. So what do the ads look like? Are they image-based? Are they text-based? Are they a mix? What are they? They're mainly image-based. Um, we have the ability to serve HTML5, static, PNG, uh, JPEGs. We can do GIF ads. We can also do video ads as well through geofencing. The video ads typically do cost more, um, but you know we have the ability to do both. And so for everyone that's out there, I mean, if you're listening, if you take out your smartphone device right now and you go to, let's say, the Weather Channel or the Weather App or ESPN, um, if you scroll down, you'll notice some of those different ads. Those ads that you see are either animation or they're static ads, um, but Typically, they'll be anywhere from 300 to 250 ad sizes or 300 by, by 50 ad sizes. Those are the ones that really performs the most in terms of the most impressions. But there are other ad sizes that people will be able to see on those different platforms of different devices. Interesting. Okay. Um, so when we talk about ad spend, um, mm-hmm. what... Like what kind of, how does it compare to like, and I know this is a really horrible question because it totally depends on industry, but in general, Mm. are we talking about that typically geofencing ads are in the more expensive realm because it's so targeted or are they competitive with like, say a PPC or a Facebook ads campaign as far as like click through rate or impressions or give me some number so I can understand. Sure. So here's some numbers. So I'd say the first thing is that in any in most display campaigns that are out there, but particularly for geofencing and just programmatic display, the average click-through rate is a 0.1%. So that's 0.1% is the average that's out there. In terms of costs, the cost per thousand is what we typically base things off of. So there's some agencies that will charge, you know, a $10 cost per thousand impressions or CPM rate. There are some out there that are charging like a six or seven, depending on how much of that client is spending in digital advertising for geofencing. Our agency, we actually are sort of right in the sweet spot. Um, and then there are also some other agencies that will charge a minimum of $10,000 to go on the platform. Our minimums are actually $1,000 in advertising budget to get on the platform per month, essentially. Plus, so, plus a setup fee and your management fee. Well, no, it, it, everything is inclusive actually in that number. Oh, everything so they can else. get started with geofencing for a thousand bucks a month is what you're telling me. Exactly. Exactly. That's pretty exactly. inexpensive. Exactly. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah. You know, you know, there are some certain folks that um, charge for setup fees, um, certain folks that charge for other things. I mean, we just bake everything within, you know, the same price just to kind of make it very straightforward. Um, and you also have to factor in other qualitative factors like, okay, well, can I measure foot traffic to my storefront? Um, am I able to get like really granular 24 seven access to reporting that tells me which apps are my ads showing up on? Um, can I pull in Google analytics so I can see the full attribution for someone that saw an ad from geofencing to an ad from Facebook to an ad from Google display network to a PPC ad to organic search? You know, all those things really do matter. So, you know, as you look at, as, as, as folks are out there sort of comparing companies, you want to look at that full attribution and well, full attribution, all those different qualitative factors and quantitative and see which ones are most important to you and then make a decision if you're looking for another provider um, for geofencing. Wow. Um, okay. So now my question has to do with platforms. So obviously, did you guys, I'm guessing you did not create your own platform. What, no, different, no. <laughs> what that'd be like making your own PPC, I'm guessing your own AdWords, yeah, but that would be impossible. What 
options for platforms do people have? Are you, will you tell us that or is that something that we just need to hire a company to find out? We are the only option that's out there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm not asking yeah, about no, companies no, to run them. I'm asking yeah, about yeah. if I want to do so, it myself, what are my options? Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell everybody that there are, I'll tell, I'll give you a few of our competitors and then I'll tell you the company that we use. Okay. So we use a company called Simplify. They are a technology provider of programmatic display advertising that includes geofencing. The challenge with, well, with going directly to Simplify is that you have to be spending at least ten dollars to $20,000 a month per month in order to get onto their platform. There you go. It's very, it's very difficult for folks, and that's why they decide to go to agencies that have lower minimums. Um, and so, you know, for like a, for, for their platform, I mean, you are going to spend a lot less you know, from a CPM standpoint, but your volume is that much higher. If you will, if that makes sense, it does make sense. So, 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 but we do have competitors. I know there's a couple of folks that are out there. It's like local page pop. I know is one there's agility marketing is another competitor that's out there. They also do geofencing. They may even use uh, the same platform that we do. I'm just not sure. Um, there's a few that are out there. Um, and so, you know, part, I think if anybody goes on Google and you do a search for geofencing advertising or geofencing, you will see some providers that are out there. We do our own Google AdWords advertising ourselves. I think we rank okay for geofencing marketing, geofencing advertising, at least on the first page of Google. So anybody that's, if you do that search, and you, you'll you find some people for sure is what I'm saying. Well, and what I'm saying is, first of all, Justin was kind enough to come on the show. He obviously knows what's happening. Second of all, <laughs> if you guys are thinking of dipping your toe in, um, as with most things, paid ads, you're going to waste more money testing, figuring things out than just like hiring Justin and having him do it for you because he knows how to do it. He already knows the tips and the tricks and the the ins and outs. So don't go waste money and just like give Justin a call and get started with geofencing. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, and that's what we try to tell folks. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, you can, you, a lot of these things you can figure, figure out in your, in your own, make the calls, try to figure out who's the right provider, try to do it yourself. Um, but, you know, I, I, even, even to this day, there's still a ton of stuff that I'm learning. Um, and we're, we're really experts in this, but there's always a nuance here that you have to work mm-hmm. through. And, yeah. And so yeah. that's, that's just the, the one thing that I'll say to that. So I appreciate that. I love it. Justin, you've been such a good guest. I'm going to turn the time back over to you again tell us how to find you and anything else you want the audience to know awesome so really appreciate that justin croxton one of the managing partners here at propellant media you can find us at propellant.media again that's propellant.media and for all the guests that are out there we actually do have a free ebook that we'll give you um i'll what i'll do Lindsay, is i will email you the, the page uh, that people can access the ebook on so I'll send that over to you. And if you have want to share that with your audience, that's totally fine. It's a little bit of a long um, URL. So my apologies on that. It'll but, be in the show um, notes. So just go to the yeah. Traffic and Leads podcast page. You guys will find it there. Yep. And I'll send that over to you, Lindsay. So thanks, everyone. Really do appreciate the time. And thank you so much, Lindsay. It's really been a, really been a pleasure.
there you have it, folks. How did you like that episode? What a cool concept, geofencing. I love it. Since I interviewed Justin, we actually took on a couple of clients that have started implementing geofencing, and it's really cool. So make sure you give us a call if you guys need any help with geofencing or you want to explore any of your online marketing needs. I want to thank Justin again for being a great guest on the show. So remember the exciting announcement I gave you at the beginning, which is make sure you go to trafficandleads.com slash challenge or trafficandleadspodcast.com slash challenge. And you guys can get in if you're a coach or a consultant or you're selling at a high ticket item, I'm giving away my funnel the entire funnel at the end of five days, you guys will have an automated funnel that will bring in high ticket sales for you. That starts on the 23rd of April, 2018, ending on the 27th, and everything in that bad boy will be deleted by May 3rd. So you guys have got to get out there today, get signed up to grab that funnel. All the pieces, I'm giving you all the emails. I'm giving you the landing pages. I'm giving you the Facebook ads. I'm explaining the funnel. It's five days and you guys will be on your way to funnel, funnel heaven, funnel magic. You guys love it. All right. One more time. Trafficandleads.com slash challenge, trafficandleadspodcast.com slash challenge. Until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Mm -hmm.